1: Jesse, are you ready for rapid fire?
2: I am. There's a lingering question in the, in the the super chat question that I'm, I'm really anxious to get to here.
1: We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. I saved the Dallas Cowboys stuff for rapid fire. (laughs) I didn't want to throw that in the main segment. So, Andre Estime, not named one of the 10 semifinalists for the Doak Walker award. He Uh tweeted, bet shortly Ah. after the semifinalists were announced and he was not on the list. What do you think it means for this week's game against Stanford?
2: Um, First of all, I hate that that's the thing. Now, why are we just tweeting bet every time someone gets upset? And I thought it was—I didn't like it even more because all everyone in Michigan just did it. I was like, but okay. Besides the point, I think I, I think what you'll see out of Audric Estime is a hungrier version, and that's like even scarier because it feels like that guy is always ready to go, right? And so. I think you might see a little bit of a like more mean streak in Audrey Gasima. I think you might see instead of of, of him hurdling guys, you might see him running through some guys um against Stanford this weekend. But you know, realistically, it's out of his control. He doesn't control the share of snappage or snaps and how often he's snappage. gonna get the ball or whatever. So I think it's more or less what he's gonna do with the ball once he actually gets it. And I again I think you're gonna see maybe a bit of a, of a, of a physical guy who's obviously got a little bit more, uh, something to prove this, uh, this weekend in terms of his, in his opinion, I don't think he's got anything to prove. I think he's one of the top backs in the country, but I think that Audric estimate wants to prove to everyone why he belongs on that semi list
1: I think it means bad news for the Cardinal is, is what it means especially in that fourth quarter. Because, that's, that's exactly right. Like, like, do you want, you know, like, do you want Audrick Estime, or do you want a ticked off Audrick Estime, hungry yeah. <laughs> coming out of Thanksgiving weekend? And I, I think, I, I, you know, like Mister T said, he's going to hurt him real bad. <laughs> that's what it's going to look like. I think it's. I think that's. I'm like. I am. I am even more anxious to see what this looks like out there now than I was before because, like we definitely have not seen the best of Audric Estime for probably the last five or six weeks, but you know, it's, I'm not saying that that is on him, but he has been one of the best running backs in the nation. Like you, you, you ask, you know, like Mel Kiper jr. I think he's still got him if not at the top of his list near the top of his list in terms of the NFL running backs in the draft. And I just, how he is not, on this, you know, in the semifinals for this award is beyond me. So I do think he's going to take it out on Stanford and I'm looking forward to seeing it Saturday night. Did Assuming the, that I can find PAC 12 networks.
2: <laughs> you see the Indy sailors comment that uh, you, I love that's That's kind of what they're missing this year in terms mm. of, of the backfield, him and him and Tony Pollard together. That reminds me of a little bit younger version of Zeke and some, that would be, I mean, are you really gonna get my hopes up? Ooh, that's room? what I mean. But we like already I, love- I went,
1: I went all in <laughs> and I sat there and I, you know, watched the first round of that stupid Mayor. draft, and Mayor was available, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, you know, like rubbing my rabbit's foot. And it's like, come on, come on, Jerry, pull the trigger, Jerry. Let's do it, Jerry. No, he did not. And Mayor, you know, ends up going in the second round of the Raiders and they they end up taking this stupid schoonmaker. from from Michigan. Yeah, he's he's been well they took him in the second. They took Mozzie Smith at the first. Yeah. Two two Michigan guys now that I think about it. It's like neither one of them has been Very big impact, so I would you know more than love to have Audrey SMA with Dallas, and it would be a thunder and lightning type situation. You pair him up with Tony Pollard, that would be
2: get you know get him on behind Zach Martin for Zach Martin's last couple years. DK, this
1: might be the smartest thing you've ever said. (laughs) SMA is too good for Dallas. I mean, that's that's yeah, they wouldn't
2: utilize him properly. No, they wouldn't figure out a way to screw it up
0: again.
3: This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it? Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish.
1: Which is more surprising, Jesse, that Notre Dame is eight and three, or that USC is seven and five?
2: Oh, it's got to be that USC is seven and five. Um, I didn't think. I thought USC would see a little bit of a drop off this season. Um, I didn't think that they would see it in terms of five losses. I thought that two losses might have been their their ceiling in terms of losses, right? Or the floor, I guess you would say. Um, but I, I, I have to go with USC. I Notre Dame is a bit surprising, but I thought that. I honestly thought that nine and three was going to be the lowest that Notre Dame would go. I didn't think that they would have four losses. I thought that three losses was their bare bottom. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was going to be realistically probably going to sit around two losses. Um, but yeah, I a five number for USC is, is really, really bad considering, you know, you have Caleb Williams, yeah. you have what is considered to be one of the you know best offensive coordinators in, in college right now, who's also the head coach. So I just think it's a waste of a season for USC and ultimately, not a good look. And if you listen to Paul Feinbaum, uh, there's there's people who think that he should be. You know, Riley is is really did himself in this year and could be on the Run, hot seat.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got the reigning Heisman Trophy winner that for half the season was looking like he was going to win it again. Where did that campaign end? Ended at Notre Dame Stadium, actually. But like that the the stretch that they just finished to end the season. I mean, I knew it was gonna to be tough. It started with Notre Dame, and then they had Utah, they had Cal. They barely beat Cal. If they don't beat Cal, they're in the midst of a six-game losing streak right now. And that's what's crazy. But you know, Washington, Oregon, UCLA. I thought that they stood to lose probably three of those games. Five. The the fact that that they have lost five of their last six, and the one win is by one point, and they had to come from behind to beat Arizona as well by two points. I mean, Arizona's been a nice, you know, kind of upstart, surprising story and all that kind of stuff. But I am completely shocked that USC is seven and five with everything they had and you you thought, especially coming into the season, like maybe as the season started to play out and you saw how bad that defense was, maybe you could have seen that. But you, you know you you'd think that they would have been better coming into the season. You know, they went out and got Bear Alexander from, you know, like you would have thought that the defense was going to be better. And I'm completely shocked, you you know, because like you said, I still thought that the that the floor for Notre Dame was probably 10 and 2. Right now, they're only, you know, one win off that. So I'm I'm completely shocked that USC is where they are right now. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Michigan fans are threatening a boycott of game day in Ann Arbor because ESPN had the gall to report on the school's cheating scandal.
2: <laughs> it is just another day in the Michigan saga. You know, it's just like, I'm so tired. Like I had a buddy today sending me stuff that apparently now there's, you know, people looking at Ohio state and and their Venmo's and you know, this people a part of their video. It's like, Guys, just stop with the whole victim part of this thing. You messed up. You you do need to accept your consequences. And it's time to stop diverting or deflecting onto other people. Just accept it. That's all that I want at this point is just accept it because you talk to every Michigan person. And it's just uh, another day is another way of trying to find uh, uh, something to deflect or, you know, divert onto. And it's just accept it. Stop being ridiculous. Stop being babies and just own up.
1: It's just amazing that, I mean, they know that this happened. Everyone has, like, within the program, point. they have acknowledged that it's happened. The fact that Michigan dropped, you know, going to court, you know, because new evidence came up, it's like they know that they were, that they it's were a That's That's exactly right. But the fans can't accept it. And they want to play this whole victim card. And they are just so soft with everything they do. And it's like, they, you know, Michigan tries to act and Jim Harbaugh tries to act like he's so hard, but he's soft and they're all soft and they're, you know, like you can't, you can't be hard when you're playing the victim game. I'm sorry. It's that, that, and they're, they, they just are acting like the total victim in this whole thing. And the fact that they're so soft about it, it, it just, it, it's, it's hilarious actually. And I would like to see since they are threatening this boycott, if it actually happens, you know, like. Will College Game Day go on and it'll be like the quietest on-campus College Game Day <laughs> show ever? It would be kind of funny, but I would like to see if they actually follow through. And my guess is they won't because they're soft and, you know, they're just threatening. Yeah, it's so just hard.
2: smoke.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. Florida State fell out of the top four in the college football playoff rankings after the Jordan Travis injury last week. Fair or foul, they fell out.
2: That's foul. Um, I think you have to continue to place a team uh, based off of what they've done and not what you think they're going to do going forward. I mean, listen, uh, Florida State's got two games left. One's going to be um, Florida. this week, Florida, And then they're Man, gonna, obviously going to play Louisville yeah. in the ACC championship. If you really have doubts about Florida State, then let them see what happens in the Louisville game. But they shouldn't be punished for what you anticipate is going to happen. I think that you should be rewarded – to what you've done to date, and uh, yeah, you we we don't know. W- what if Florida State has a stud backup quarterback? Obviously, he's not going to be as good as Jordan Travis, but you just don't know. And so, I don't think it's fair to be judged off of what you you, you know you're anticipated or what's believed to happen, rather than what you've already proven to happen.
1: There was an argument to leave Ohio State out of the college football playoff when they were down to Cardale Jones. Yeah, the and the guy won the natty for him, and they won the national championship. I, I think you have to at least wait until it's you a really see good point what Rotomaker can do on the field before you you knock them like this. Everything they've done to this point says that they deserve to be where they were in the four spot, and now Washington has passed them up. They haven't even taken the field since the injury, and I think that they deserve to stay there. Now, you know, like there are other games that are going to play out as well, but obviously if Washington wins out, you know, what happens if Washington wins out and Florida state wins out. Would they move them back in? What's going to happen there? You know, we know that Ohio state, Michigan, one of them is going to end up with one loss, but I just, I I don't think you can dock them. Let them play a game at least before you knock them down. There's no reason to, because again, there's, there's, there's precedent to show that teams can, you know, it is still a team sport where 22 guys take the field. I realize the quarterback is the most important position on the field. But it is still one player at this point. At least let it play out and and see what happens this week before you start moving them down. I think it's completely foul. I think they moved them down too soon. <laughs> Do you buy or sell Louisville as a college football playoff team if they go twelve and one?
2: Um. So I saw something the other day. Let me. I hope I can potentially bring back of um, these rankings, but basically it was like, you know, say Louisville wins, say Oregon beats um, Washington, Alabama beats Georgia. Now you're stuck with all these one loss teams. It's like who ultimately gets to deserves to get in. I mean, I think that's the case. If you're going to play these championship games and you say that they have meaning and that they carry weight, I think that a one loss ACC championship in Louisville Deserves to get in as long as there's not th- four undefeated teams ahead of them, the four conference champion undefeated teams ahead of them. Because if you say that again, if you say that these games are meaningful and you say that they have weight on these this final four, then they should be rewarded for winning the ACC and being a one loss team at the end of the day. So I do, I, I do think that they that Louisville would de- would deserve to be in the playoff if they if they won the ACC. We know
1: that either Ohio
2: state or Michigan are going to
1: make the playoff. If Alabama ends up beating Georgia, they're and in got, and you've got yeah, you, you know, then they're in. And, you know, is Georgia also going to be in, you know, depending on how that. that's game what it would come down to, to is and it one loss Georgia yeah. or one loss well, Louisville. And and an don't, ACC forget, don't forget. You've still got Texas. That's in the mix that of course has the win over Alabama. And if Texas runs the table, are you going to leave them out because they're, can see, you know, if they, if they end up with only one loss, that means they've won the big 12 as well. I just don't think, I I think there's too much in front of Louisville for them to make it in. I just, you're going to see multiple teams from either the SEC or the big 10, most likely. And then that's going to leave you with, with two other spots or, you know, two, yeah, two other spots. And, you know, again, like, if Ohio State and Michigan both get in, at least Alabama or Georgia is also getting in. So that leaves you with one spot, basically. And I, I just me, think that there's too much for, for Louisville to have to climb to, to get over all that, even if they win out at this point.
2: So let me let me ask you this. So there's going to be an undefeated Big Ten champ in the playoff. Like I, I can almost 100% say that. So that's one of four spots taken away, right? Say, um, say that Washington beats Oregon again. So then you have two spots taken, two undefeated teams, two conference champions, and then you're looking at a, a one loss, um, maybe a one loss Texas team, or a one loss um, Florida State team, or a one loss Michigan or Ohio State team. All uh, Louisville would hold the trump card above all those one loss teams to me because they're a one loss team and a conference champion. All those other one-loss teams had their shot and they lost in the conference championship. And so I think Louisville would ha- would see a good jump of a lot of these teams because, again, if you say that these conference championships are meaningful and you say that they- you have to play them, then that Louisville should be rewarded for that. And if there's a bunch of other one-loss teams like Louisville, they hold the trump card. They won a conference championship. And so I think there's a very good possibility you know, if I'm Louisville, I, I I think there's a good like a 50-50 shot that they could end up in that four spot at the end of the day, depending on you know who loses. You can't if you're Louisville, you want all the undefeated teams to remain undefeated. And you've you got all to the remember lost
1: teams to keep losing. You've got to remember the other side of this is it's not just that Louisville has one loss, like all these other teams have quote unquote good losses. They've lost to good teams, right? Like when you when you go down the line here. Um, you know, so far, you know, Michigan or Ohio State, one of them is going to lose to the other one. Oregon has lost to Washington, number four in the playoff right now. Texas has lost to, or uh, Texas, I guess, yeah, Texas has lost to Oklahoma. So that's that's like probably the worst loss of all of them, but it's still not a bad loss because Oklahoma, you know, is is not wretched, I guess, compared to Pittsburgh is my point. My whole point was Louisville has lost to Pittsburgh. And, you know, so that counts against Louisville. It's not that they lost to a good team. They lost to a horrible team. So I think that that's going to be a factor as well. I mean, I I, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I, think, I think losing to Pittsburgh and with the quality that they're going to be measured against with those other teams, I just think that it's going to be too much. I think best case scenario, Louisville ends up Sitting like in the fifth or sixth spot when it's all said and
2: done. I was going to say, you know, I feel like they, they're going to be the first or second team out, assuming right. they win the ACC. And, you know, Josh, you bring up a good point. Yeah, it would be a win without, you know, without Jordan Travis against Florida State. They can't control that. Their job is just to get there and to win the game. They can't control what's in front of them. They right. can only control, you know, essentially the game itself. And so, again, I'm not, I'm not for punishing teams just because, you know, Like, I'm not for Florida State being dropped in the rankings without Jordan Travis, and I'm not for Louisville, you know, essentially an asterisk next to the game because Jordan Travis wasn't playing. It's just, that's what it is. Everyone goes through injuries at some point. It's just, it so happens that, you know, obviously the the quarterback injury is more prominent compared to others.
1: But that would also be their best win of the season. Florida State without Jordan Travis, if it gets to that point. I think Notre that Dame's be...
2: more impressive than a, a win of against Florida State without their starting quarterback. You
1: think so? Even yeah. with
2: Notre Dame sitting there with three losses? Yeah. Because right I think Notre Dame is um, a really what – what Louisville did offensively against what is probably considered a top five, top ten defense I think was impressive, what Louisville did. Yeah, that's true too.
1: Tommy Guns was saying something earlier about now would be a good time for his question. I'm not sure which one. I used one or two of your questions earlier, so I don't know if you tuned in or out. But <laughs> We'll you, never be you, able to appease Tommy Guns. Because I know. He's always got like a there's question. always another question. It's got to be in there. <laughs> so the Cowboys and Lions are, of course, the Thanksgiving Day tradition. Lions get the early game. Cowboys get the middle game. And, of course, they've added... A late game a few years back. Do you like having them on every year, or do you see like to? Would you like to see more of a rotation?
2: Um, you know, essentially at this point, I I I enjoy Cowboys on Thanksgiving. I, I okay, I should say I enjoy that they play on Thanksgiving. I don't necessarily love their performance on Thanksgiving, but you know, but honestly, hear me out here because every team's got to play a Thursday game at some point in the season. If the Cowboys got to play a Thursday game, um, I'm on board with having it be on Thanksgiving because it feels like it's not your typical crappy kind of you know Thursday game. I like being able to be home with you and watching the game and eating you know leftover Thanksgiving food. And that's the thing is if I'm gonna watch football on Thanksgiving, I like I it's cool being able to see my team. I think it adds more to kind of the holiday itself. I enjoy Thanksgiving because the Cowboys play. Again, it's not it's not necessarily how they play, but the fact that they are playing on Thanksgiving.
1: When I was your age, I still loved having the Cowboys on, <laughs> on Thanksgiving, but I am more than twice your age at this point. And it has become the way they have performed in recent years. I, I am told you tired. earlier,
2: they're 1-11 against the, against the spread the last 12 years. That's
1: exactly right. So that's underperformance. That says it all. I am tired of being miserable on Thanksgiving watching my team play for the sake of the rest of the country's entertainment. I am just tired of it
2: at this point.
1: Everyone else is just
2: hanging out, enjoying themselves, and it becomes very stressful on Thanksgiving. At least the Lions
1: are good now. So, like, whatever they give us tomorrow should be better than what we're used to seeing, (laughs) you know? But the Cowboys, I can take it or leave it. I'm preparing for a miserable experience tomorrow watching them play the commanders.
2: First time this so, year, Commanders. One of yep, one of that's, two. That's right.
1: That's right. Did you know that Ron Rivera only has three winning seasons as a
2: head coach in his career? Did not know that, but he gets a lot of hype for those Cam Newton years.
1: He does. He does. And he is and he's basically turned those Cam Newton years into <laughs> the career that he has right now. So speaking of which, another super chat from Tyler, your favorite Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving game of all time and why? I'll give mine first. (laughs) Mine is actually, you know, the guy, the redhead, the ginger, who's been catching all the grief on NBC (laughs) Notre Dame broadcast the last few years. 19 and 94, Jason Garrett was better than Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers on Thanksgiving Day. Backing up Troy Aikman. Aikman was out. Jason Garrett led the Cowboys to win over Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers. So that A very is very
2: unexpected Thanksgiving
1: delight. Yep. That is probably the one that stands out to me.
2: Oh man. Um, you know, Tyler, I thought long and hard about this question, and I don't have as as good of an encyclopedia memory like the other person on this podcast does right now. So I have a hard time remembering (laughs) I won't say it's
1: completely encyclopedic, but...
2: I mean, you remember a lot of things. I can barely remember who they played the last five years, I guess is what I'm getting at. And so I started looking... Vince only
1: remembers things if there's food on the line.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I started looking like basically from what I could remember. Um, To be honest with you, I took this question as probably what was my least enjoyable game and i would say there's a good list um the the 2015 game against the panthers hurt romo threw three interceptions and that was his last thanksgiving game ever actually as it turned out um the game against the bills was miserable a couple years ago on thanksgiving it felt like josh allen was like 100 passing and also ran for just about every first down um, losing to the Raiders in double overtime two years ago really sucked because it was just penalties everywhere. That was, that was horrible. My, that's, that's one my of the my least ones. favorite
1: ones. Yeah, that's one of the worst ones ever. That Raiders game.
2: That Raiders game ago. was just brutal because it was just flag after flag after flag after flag after flag. And it was so yep. ticky tacky and touchy. So I hated that game. If we're going to, like, I love, I, I think I, I'm just going to have to go with every year they beat the commanders because I love when they beat divisional opponents on Thanksgiving. They beat him in 2016. Another one that came to mind was like a 20 to 19 win over Miami. I can't remember what year that was, but for some reason that one came yeah. to mind. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's amazing this calculates... the ones I don't remember. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got. A, I, I think it shows kind of again. I enjoy the Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving, but I, they they play so poor on Thanksgiving. And unfortunately, the poor games are what, what really sticks in my mind. And that Raiders game two years ago was just like, the, it felt like the tip of the iceberg. It was just horrible watching that game. It was miserable watching that game. I concur on that. That's for sure. So, Tommy
1: Guns, here's one from Tommy Guns. If you could <laughs> buy
2: your dream truck, which
1: brand would it be? Dodge Ram, Chevy, Nissan, Toyota, other. You know, like no one's in on the <laughs> F 150s. Like, I don't know. The Ford? I'd probably just, I'd probably just go Chevy. I guess I've always been, I've always been partial to the Chevys. No, no real reason. I've never owned a pickup myself. The closest thing, my dad had an El Camino, you know, back in the day when I was in uh, high school, but uh, I I guess he does have a pickup truck right now, but he didn't have it when I was
2: living at home. So um, I would just go Chevy. I would go Chevy. I'm going Ford. It's not on his list, but I'm going Ford, baby. And then second would be Dodge. I don't know why, but that's right. where I'm at.
1: Dodge Ram. Okay, <laughs> That sounds good. And uh, finally, Archer 452. Happy Wednesday this year. I'm thankful for the beat down the cheaters in Ann Arbor are going to catch on Saturday. Go Bucks! Beat TTUN. What is TTUN? What does that say? That like? team up north. Oh, that team up north. Okay. I guess I'm, I'm not from Ohio. so <laughs> I see it way too much to not know what it is. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> like around Cleveland, do they have any M's crossed out like they do on the Ohio State campus? No,
2: they don't actually. It's funny. I, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, I've never seen, um, like you would maybe see like, potentially see like interstate signs that might have like an M crossed out on it as you get towards Columbus. But I haven't seen it. And I'm not in Columbus this year, so yep.
1: Tommy included the Ford on the list belatedly. It looks oh, like. Man. So, oh, he said Ford comes with a heated tailgate, so your hands warm <laughs> pushing it home in the winter. <laughs> now, now pushing in the winter is something <laughs> I remember because whether it was the El Camino or the conversion van my parents had that I drove, I used to run out of gas all the time when I was because I never had money to put gas in the tank and fortunately uh, I was the one you know like giving rides and stuff like that so I had I typically had at least one if not two other guys to help me push when we ran out of gas so you remember running out of gas
2: from uh, you did it what once in your high school days yeah I ran out of gas I was close to a gas station though just had to get that bad boy right around the corner yeah
1: all right, well With that twice, is good. actually
2: I ran out of gas in Toledo one time as well. Oh. And I had to the running out of gas in Toledo is not not fun. There is uh, and it was like it, it, okay, this is going to get me on a little bit of a tangent, but I've never seen I think Toledo has to be for the sample size per per what is it Capita or whatever the most what talking about. In the middle of the summer the most broken down cars I've ever seen was Toledo, Ohio. And it was funny. I was making fun of it and then like a week later I ran out of gas and I had to walk to the gas station, buy a gas tank, fill it up, and walk it back to my car. Not funny.
1: <laughs> Running out of gas sucks. No matter no matter where you are, what time of year it is. There are worse places, you know, there, there are worse places than others to run out of gas. I've
2: yeah. Um, I almost remember running out of gas coming back from uh, uh, Wisconsin from a women's basketball game. I think it was Monday night. It was the (laughs) night Brett Favre's father died. In that blizzard? In in that blizzard. And we were so scared we were going to run out of gas in that blizzard. We almost did. We almost did. We just made it to the exit and got off and managed to
1: fill it up. That was, oh boy, that was a night. That was a night. (laughs) All right, well hopefully no one's driving in blizzards. Make sure if you are driving, you're driving with a full tank of gas as much as possible. <laughs> Be careful out there if you're traveling this Thanksgiving and don't forget iB Countdown to Kickoff will drop the uh, the YouTube version will drop Friday night, the podcast audio version will drop Saturday morning. We've got more shows coming up as well. On Friday, I know Brian is going to have a live show. On Friday, Ryan's got a recruiting show that'll be popping up on Friday as well. So, um, not sure. I don't think we have anything necessarily planned for Thanksgiving, but we still got plenty of shows for you this Thanksgiving weekend. So everybody have a great Thanksgiving weekend and we will talk to you on IB countdown to kickoff. Vince will be uh, with Jesse and I for that coming up this weekend as well. Enjoy the holiday. We will talk to you later this weekend. I'd be to kickoff.